0: All right, back here on Cody and Gold, Alice Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwartz, with you. We're expected to hear from Trent McDuffie in the next maybe 10, 15 minutes or so. I guess no Patrick Mahomes today. That's a little change on the schedule. Everything's fine, though, we believe. But uh, this one, I guess, I feel like I have to say. Why do you
1: even put that in? I feel
0: the, like I have to say that. It's fine, though. Don't. I, I feel like I have to say that because all of a sudden, after saying he was going to be on, and then I'm saying he's not, people maybe start to get worried. Everything's fine. Do you have other knowledge that suggests it's not the case? No. Okay, okay. No. Just making sure.
2: As far as I know. I guess
0: as we are talking right now in Kansas City, the Chinese balloon is flying over KC as we speak. Wow. According to the National Weather Service. Nick, did you go check it out in a break? The National Weather Service. He's eating I his forgot. whole plate. He, no, I'm not He's eating. He's got a gourmet meat. What are you eating over there? He's got a chewing. full plate, packed full. It look, From here, I can't tell if they're chicken nuggets or if it's some other fried concoction. It, no, no, it's not fried at all. It it's looks a, breaded. It looks breaded. Maybe. No, it's a little pasta. Oh, what are the, those meatballs?
1: What do you got over there? What do you got over there? Not meat. What are you talking about meatball? I don't uh-huh. think you can see properly. Well, there's a glare. You want me to put it on the live stream? You go ahead. Please do that.
2: But then also tell us what it is. <laughs> yeah, we're still have a radio show. I don't have the live stream pulled up, so I maybe can't we can see
1: do it. like maybe we can do this like every day. I'll just show you what I'm eating yeah, for lunch. I'm eating, eating some. Uh, there could not be more food on that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty full. <laughs> so it's much uh, food. It's a red pepper pasta with some like chili paste and some tomato paste and. Some Italian sausage and and you had to eat it during the show.
2: I like that G- Gold has now been you've you're the second you're producer here? of this show. I've been the host the entire mm-hmm. time, and the three of us all cook and like to cook and talk about the cooking. And Alex is like, well, I I got some food out again today. <laughs> you like little tomato paste because paste. our previous producer also mm-hmm. enjoyed cooking. Feels like you're just like the, the odd man out in the cooking department on this
0: show. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I'm not trying to impress anybody, so I'm good. I'm not trying to impress yeah.
2: anybody who just like to eat, so, so,
0: like
1: to oh, cook. What? I like to eat as well, quite a bit, actually. Do your guys' eyes light up at this point when you see that I'm eating? Yes. Honestly, I didn't notice. Oh, it was, how, it was a huge plate. <laughs> well, I wasn't plate. looking at him it's at the huge, time. It's a huge plate. I didn't
2: know. <laughs> it was a noticeable plate size. Oh, man. I think that's important to note. And, you know, we didn't. You know, we didn't know if you we were gonna come back. Normally this is the time we would do what's trending and we'd tell you things like the Royals powder blue tops, you know, like full powder blue uniforms are coming back, and we'd mention stuff like that. But we thought maybe we were gonna go out to hear from coordinators a little sooner, so and some McDuffie. balls, uh what was gonna say? What? I had one more thing to say. A, said balls. I... I, thought say, I thought you just said <laughs> just balls. I thought you just said balls. That's for no reason. That's for no reason. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, no, but I think you're going to really like the random question today. That's what I was oh, going to say.
0: Oh, okay. really?
2: I feel very good about it.
0: Interesting.
2: Interesting. I'm feeling particularly strong about this one today. Huh. So that's a that's forward a, tease. You're putting a high bar on yourself here. A little bit, yeah. But I very rarely do that. I'm like Frank Clark in the playoffs. When I, say, when I say that I think you're going to like it, I, yeah. I know
0: Textline thinks that the balloon is spying on the chiefs practice. And it's actually coming from Philadelphia, oh, oh. not the Chinese.
2: Yeah, it's not Bill Belichick. I don't think I would, you know, Patriots are the ones who constantly I mean, spied on teams. Really I right? would
0: be concerned if that was the case would be very, very concerned. If that thing was flying over this, don't you think if that thing actually did get anywhere near the Super Bowl, they probably would have to shoot it down at that point in time.
2: I still don't understand why they haven't.
0: Because <laughs> they don't know what's in it for sure. Even if the Chinese are saying it's a meteorological,
2: that remains. Thing. Meteorological. That remains my. Yeah.
0: That remains my confusion. Multiple Look, people think it's an eagle's balloon. I, I actually, you know what? I'll go with that theory as well.
2: We, so I mentioned Frank Clark, and I wasn't trying to just like dismiss where he was, but with Frank Clark in particular, I know that like you know, Toe was just the podium he's talking about. Sky Moore's redemption. Mm-hmm. I can't get over the fact how quickly. I have felt differently about Frank Clark. I wasn't writing him off. You and I had always said the second they won the Super Bowl, that deal worked. Didn't care anything else. They could have got another dime out of him. They could have overpaid him. Didn't matter. They brought in Frank Clark. He had a tremendous playoff run and they won a Super Bowl. So the first round pick and $100 million was worth every damn cent. Now he's making it so the entirety of the contract is starting to make sense from a financial standpoint because now he's having another great playoff run that could help lead them to yet another Super Bowl. And honestly, and looking back at what he was last year, and looking back to who he is now, there is a dramatic difference in the quality of player, and I think honestly, the the, the shape the players in and everything else. He had his talk with Andy Reid, and he clearly took it very seriously this offseason. He tra- I mean, he transformed his body. Uh, you know, we noticed it
0: at, at camp, and like how much skinnier he looked, it looked healthier. He also, not to mention on his own right, I think he he took on a pretty big kind of teaching or coaching role throughout camp every day after practice. We highlighted that uh, while we were there. You know, he he was working with George Karloftis, Carlos Dunlap, another veteran was working yeah, with that's the whole like, other part of it. I think that's really helped Karloftis and this defensive line. I mean, it's not a seek Dunlap has been one of the best uh, pass deflectors, right? Like in, in football over the last six years in terms of batting down passes and all of a sudden what do you know this year's team, not just Car- uh, Carlos Dunlap, but this in, including Frank Clark and others have gotten better at that this year. I think it all did start in the offseason, that conversation that he had with, with Andy Reid and, and kind of just a, a real blunt assessment of where they were at and how disappointing Andy was with his performance a year ago. And Frank took that seriously. And it wasn't like in the regular season he was dominant, but he had a really nice regular season. And then now we he, he felt different heading into the postseason. He talked about it openly, how he he you know he, he can sense when playoff Frank – uh, is actually there, and it has certainly been there for the first two games of this postseason. And there's no reason, honestly, to believe that it's not going to be that same type of player in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia.
2: He's averaging a sack a game in the postseason for the Chiefs. I, it's like a hair lower than that, but it's ten and a half sacks in eleven games. When you consider that and where they've what they've gotten out of it, I think I could make an argument that this is one of the better trades in Chiefs history. This is what this is what makes me frustrated. By the entire notion like that happened there for a while where you're like, where were well, you and I were still arguing? No, the trade still works no matter what. Or like, do you really want to like you and I had this conversation about like Hassan Redick or, or whoever. And I'm like, yeah, trade for a defensive end. And people be like, oh, do you want to do that again? Remember how it went with Frank Clark? I'm like, remember how it went with Frank Clark. Up to a circle. Do you mean fantastic? I understand that. And, and honestly, I think the part of it was like the delusion. It's like drafting Nicole Hardman and hoping he's Tyreek Hill. That's delusional. People saw a first-round pick get traded for Frank Clark, and they're like, okay, so he's, uh, he's T.J. Watt. He's going to get like 20 sacks a season, right? You're like, no, that's not who Frank Clark was when he signed. Frank Clark was a 8, 10 sack guy a majority of his career. That's what they were paying for. They were hoping he was going to be 12 or 13. He was like a 10 sack guy, right? That's a majority of what he's been. And then in the biggest moments, Frank Clark has played his best over and over again. He's one of the most interesting players to watch this postseason – one, because of his play, but then he's also acting like a completely different guy. I don't know if it was the humbling offseason chat you mentioned with Reed earlier or, you know, because he talked about how they, they were kind of saving him for this moment. They were careful with how they played him this season. And as a result, that worked, right? He played the entire year. He was healthy for every game he was available to be healthy for. He did miss two games because of his suspension um, over the offseason stuff, which is a whole nother part of the conversation of the redemption arc. The Chiefs could have given up on Frank Clark it would have been easy, right? What, can't, you everybody would have understood. No, I mean everybody. Not even completely... a fan in Kansas City would have been like, "What are you doing here?" We all thought he might get cut because of how much he was owed. Gold.
0: No, that was that was the biggest story. I, this time in the postseason, after right after the AFC title game a year ago, we all were like, "Oh, well, this that was the last game for Frank Clark. He's done. They're not going to pay him that money." Any no-show in an AFC we, we title We're like, game. We're, not, we we're like, "Hey, he's not going to restructure." And then what happened? The Chiefs saw what the edge rusher market was going to be in free agency. And they're like, wait a second. For us to even get that kind of production is going to cost us way more. And then Andy and Frank obviously have a really good relationship and it ended up working out for everybody. And I still think, well, I'll say it again, like even though we said this the exact same time a year ago, like this is still probably the last year Frank Clark is in Kansas City. I mean, got so thirty million
2: dollars <laughs> next year. I don't think they're going to pay Frank well, Clark not thirty. $30 million. But would he
0: restructure again? I, you know, I, I would say no. I think this is kind of the last, especially if they win a ring. It's like, all right, you're go you, get yours. We appreciate everything. Like, and now go and someone else is going to. You, you've brought it up, Cody. Where you, you know he's going to be kind of this journeyman.
2: At I the think rest one of two career. year deals with like good teams. He Carlos Dunlap's. That's what I think. I think he'll just pop from team to team, being like the team's third pass rusher for defensive line depth when their quarterback's in a rookie deal but they're a super bowl contender, right? Yeah, it's it's it's, you know, Chris
0: Jones of course has had really great regular seasons and hasn't had the big playoff moment. Frank Clark with the Chiefs have been has been more of a playoff type of player and when you're on when you're on these type of stages, everybody's built a little bit differently, but Frank that's something Frank embraces. You know, we we've played the audio going back to the 2019-2020 season, the super bowl where you know, he's, he smells blood in the water. There's like he's there's something different for him come playoff time when when the the stage is the biggest. And I know last year in the playoffs that wasn't the case, but this is now twice where if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, you can make a strong case that playoff Frank was a huge reason why they win a Super Bowl in both. Case. If the Chiefs win it this year, he'll be another. It'd be very similar to 2019.
2: I mean, Chris Jones will be a bigger factor for the I, one I, game. I understand, but, yeah, I, right, I agree. But yeah, but it'll be attached. When to you it. list off the five, like if we sit here on Wednesday after the Super Bowl and they've won and we're all very happy. And we're having the conversations of, all right, who were the five players that got them there the most? We'll be like, okay, Mahomes, Chris Jones, who is a defensive player of the year finalist, right? So we'll start there. And then we'll name somebody on the offensive line because they've held these things together, and then we will get to Frank Clark. And you wouldn't have thought that throughout the rest of the regular season because he was fine. He was a perfectly normal, show up, get five or six sacks, pass rusher for majority of the year. But they were saving him for this moment. And the fact that you need players, you need you need players who show up in the postseason. I know that we we were talking earlier, what like five minutes ago, we were joking about the ten minutes ago we were joking about the players who Chiefs fans used to make fun of. But Sorensen was that guy for the Chiefs for a little bit. Look, towards the end, I was done with the Sorensen stuff too. It's like okay, I know he had some I big playoff. Nick, moments, I remember Nick. I think Cody okay. was
0: a huge Dan Sorensen fan. Now Dan Sorensen had some big time playoff. But moments. that's it.
2: That's what I was gonna say. He he still you need. Even if they're not your best player in the regular season, you need playoff performers. Sorensen, to his credit, was a playoff guy. I don't—I wasn't expecting him to be a big playoff performer for the Chiefs, but he did play his best football then, for the most part. And—and and that is what Frank Clark now does for this team, and will probably do for a lot of other teams going forward. I can't believe he's only twenty-nine. Is that the most? Is that one of the more shocking Frank Clark facts? You're like, you're only twenty-nine years old. I feel like you'd be like, like Carlos Dunlap's what, 30, he's like 32,
0: 33? I I, I don't know. It sounds about right. I I don't have his age memorized. No. No. 33. I'm
2: not not sure. (laughs) It feels like Frank Clark's his age, right? He's got four more years before he hits Carlos Dunlap's age. Do you completely rule out Frank Clark extension? Completely no. I don't think we
0: can I can't wow. I do think that's a say, that's a big change of pace I, I don't think you work. can say 100% based on what happened. I think it's less than 5 or 10%. But I don't think you can say 100 cuz last year this time we all thought it was almost 100% chance yeah, he wasn't back. So no, I can't go 100% anymore. It's it's improved to, you know, 5 or 10% chance that he's that he's back, but I so very unlikely, but you can't say it's definitive anymore. It's like we've really shifted gears quite a bit from the nine one three. Again, we're welcoming people to call into the show today as well. This show is—I think they meant disgusting, but this show is disgusting. I'm pretty sure they meant disgusting. You're allowing people to do bong grips on your show today. Did you're way behind? That happened like that the was, ten o'clock hour. That was much that was earlier on so in the show. So long ago. Much earlier in the show. Like, what Just time wait, of the show is wait that? Wait till you like get ten thirty. Ca- wait till you get caught up on the rest of the show.
2: Ooh. And This also must be his first time listening to this show ever. As
0: a matter of fact, it's a disgusting show, man.
2: Are we? Are Uh, we the most disgusting show on Six Ten? Your thoughts? I don't think so. No. Hmm. Who do you think it is
0: then? I mean, if it was one show, it would be us. (laughs) Okay, so
2: we are the most disgusting show
0: on Six Ten. I don't think it's disgusting, though. I don't think someone taking calling in from Washington and taking a bong. How clean of a show does Dusty uh, do at night? Oh, his is after after hours, though.
2: Well, after yeah, but is hours. he treated after hours, or is you know is that just like the name of the show? No, he does. He's a little more, he's a little more edgy. <laughs> it's like the face you made, and then like the head nod, like edgy, you know, edgy and tough. <laughs> Text line
0: nine one three five eight six seven six
2: ten. It looks like we're not going to hear from Patrick Mahomes today, um, as we had previously mentioned. But nothing's wrong. No, I think we we all think he's fine. We just think that they put on an email that he was going to talk, and now he's not going to talk. So we'll still go out and hear from Trent McDuffie, as you'd mention here in just a moment. Are we, uh, are we done with ankle talk? Oh, that ankle was a watch is done. I, that's what I'm asking you. We haven't mentioned it. It's it. Friday. We haven't mentioned it a single time yet. The, the, the worry meter has gone down drastically,
0: but it's still like, it is it's still, still a, a factor in how
2: the game might be played. Right. I don't feel like yes. we should just be ignoring the ankle. He
0: is not going to be hundred percent still. So that in its own right makes it still something that is notable for the game. But I think what has happened, we saw Mahomes play so quickly and play great on the bad ankle, and now we're all sitting back, okay, he gets to have the same treatment on the ankle for another week. Oh, and this time he doesn't have any worry of reaggravating it on a Sunday because he's off. So then he's getting two weeks. He, he gets until Sunday, February the 12th. So
2: that's why I think
0: everybody's worry I know, but level he's still, has gone as down. As you pointed
2: out, he's not going to be 100%. Like, you know nope. that. There's going to be some limitations. He's going up against the number one pass rush team in the NFL this year. Feels like that would matter for a guy who still does have a high ankle sprain. I feel like we just like pushed it to the side because we watched him go for 326 yards and two touchdowns. And maybe that's it. Gold Maybe because it doesn't seem like it matters. He played with a high ankle sprain in 2019 and he went for like 400 yards a game and three touchdowns a game in the th- two, three games after it. And he's got it again. And he just went for what he went for. And he ran for the first down when he had to, but he admitted both in the first things first interview and a couple of other things. Like he openly admitted that it's like, well, I felt like I'd be able to run straight. I didn't feel like I'd be able to do anything else. The question for me still is, will you be able to do anything else besides that when that game comes? Or is it just going to be in those moments when you have to have it when you have to run and have no choice? You'll dig deep and get it because that does change fundamentally a little bit. Their game plan. I mean, I think you'll
0: see more mobility than we saw last Sunday. Like, I just, it's it's going to be better. I think it was Pro Football Doc who, who uh, of course, tweets out a lot of injury updates, and they they have a formula they come up with. Like, they they put a score on the injury in terms of, uh, as a way of saying like basically how severe is the injury, but also how close to one hundred percent. And they said they were upgrading him. I don't remember the name of the score. It's a formula they use, But they're upgrading him from last week for this game in terms of their score. He was like, a, I think, a 75 or 85. Not necessarily percent. That's not how they do it. Sure. But, but, but they, it's out of 100? I, I believe so. And and it's they said we're bumping that up for the Super Bowl. So they believe, and these are former team doctors, they believe that he will be more mobile this go-around. Is the worry of it still getting reaggravated there? Absolutely. That is still the biggest concern. Somehow Redick or somebody rolls up on it. Uh, then, then yeah, then that's a problem. But I, I think we just saw him play with the ankle injury. So my, my worry level is far less for this this Super Bowl than it was for the SC title game in terms of what is Mahomes going to look like. It was a huge unknown.
2: Now they're going to play a much better defensive front. Um, yeah, that's why I'm just trying to decide, like, how much does that need to factor into how we think this game's going to go? What Not just a prediction, but just how they will be able to function offensively. What portion of it will they be comfortable with? And how much can they go one way or the other if... He still has, because he will, if he still has some limitations. It's funny that I'm bringing this up, as I was the person who said, not worry about the <laughs> ankle. He's fine. It's fine, everybody. He did say that last week. No big deal. And it turns out, right, he could really move well or moved well enough in that game We're to well get enough. there. I mean, it, he was clearly but you not in normal. part of the reason self. is that I didn't take Cincinnati's pass rush all that serious. That's part of the reason I didn't worry about it. It wasn't just about Mahomes. It was the other part of it. It was the part of it that said, I wasn't worried about it because, you know, it's Cincinnati, they finished... Fourth to last in sacks this year. Philly's a slightly different team, as we had previously pointed out on our Orlando Brown Jr. conversation yesterday. They were first by a bullet, by the way, in sacks per game this year. They finished with almost a sack more per game than Kansas City. So I feel like his, you know, his ability to move yeah. might matter
0: more. Uh, someone brings up a fair point as well from the nine one three Cody that uh, mm-hmm. the most. Disgusting show is whoever hosts the show involving the guy cutting his toenails and fingernails at the studio. Oh,
2: good point. That's not on 610 though. I just, I didn't say in the building, I said. That's definitely disgusting. But I mean, happens. Nick just eat, just ate an entire. That's a guy plate named That's of... a
0: guy
1: from uh, KMBZ, our sister station.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, it, Nick eating is not disgusting. Everybody eats. It's
2: into a microphone. It is.
1: But his I mic don't. is off.
0: What's this, the, the Mark
1: cutting his fingernails in oh, the so office gross. is way
0: worse. There way were rusty worse. fingernail clippers. in I can't in this believe you just said
1: that. Time. Me eating is gross. Do you not eat? Dude, I just meant like in front of a camera or microphone. Camera's not on me. You're Microphone's making, off. You're always like, we cut. Hey, Nick, and you're. A, Okay. Okay. Don't, okay, that don't do that. Stop making that sound. You're making you're that disgusting. Sound. I'm disgusting. Yes. Yeah. Now that's gross. That's why we're the. Mo- See, and you wonder why we get the label <laughs> of being the most disgusting show on Six Ten. And you're sitting me? there smacking your lips. You think it's lip- me? You're sitting there smacking your lips together. Do you think it has anything to do with the gum bucket incident? Well, it could be. Maybe you just cotton mouth. You know. You know what uh, dehydration is a common side effect of. <laughs> Are we going to mm-hmm? take
2: more calls today?
1: Can you people? make a bong sound effect with your with your straw? And... I don't think so. <laughs> Just blow bubbles. <laughs> That's all you have to do. I don't think
2: it's going to work. Blow cool some bubbles.
1: Try it. Blow bubbles. Blow. I'll turn your mic. Don't go. stop. Bubbles.
2: Stop pressuring me. You can't Do blow. it. You can't blow bubbles? I need you both to be quiet for a Cody? minute. If you want me to do okay. this? Okay. All right.
0: Well, I can't be quiet on the radio. Silence is... How does that work? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's, That's pretty good. <laughs> but you have to do the part where you pull the carb. Oh, well, I didn't... And clear it. <laughs> Sorry. The what? The carb. <laughs> That's the part where you put the you pack the weed and then mm-hmm. you pull it and then next very, very clear of the ale- bong educated on. Wait, this. have you never have you never smoked out of a bong? Nope. Neither. Nope. What are you guys? Nope. Well, I me mean, me neither. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, hope everybody's enjoying. Missouri I only smoke my weed out of it. apples <laughs> exclusively.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
1: ever smoke out of a pop can?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> By the way, this whole stuff came up in the show because there are certain dispensaries that and, it now can legally sell them. Yeah,
0: Monday's the first full day of it, but there are some dispensaries in Missouri that they got approval today to start selling recreational marijuana. So it's a, it's a, it's a historic day, it really is, in the state of Missouri.
2: This is this is a big day, I think that we're missing in the Missouri Kansas Alliance. Oh. Uh-huh. Right now I cannot legally bet in Missouri. It's a bummer, but all I have to do is drive across the state line and I can make all the wagers I want on the Bet MGM app. You cannot buy legal recreational marijuana in the state of Kansas. All you gotta do is come across. We're friends right now. We're partners. The- Both of our my- states are missing something that we want, and now we can go to the other side of the state line to get it.
0: Yeah, in a legal matter, I would argue. Also, you- is my
2: microphone like really loud right now? Did you forget to turn it down? I feel like turn- I'm yelling. Yeah, turn-
0: this Nick, just barely. go all the way, go to all the way to the very bottom. <laughs> just-, just-, just turn all <laughs> the very bottom. Make it. This barely I'm so loud. Yeah, I mean- Cody, you can have to speak up. Can't hear you.
2: Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever said that about me. What were you saying, Gold? I don't remember. Okay. I was just talking about a big alliance between Missouri and Kansas. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, well, I was going to say that you could have done both uh, for many years long before legalization. Yes, now but now we
2: legal. can legally do mm-hmm. both in both states. Mm-hmm. It's a good partnership. Yes. I don't know what the, the last thing we might be missing between the two Ooh, states, but...
0: What's next? You're saying what's next if both states end up with recreational pretty marijuana much it, right? and I mean, legal uh, sports betting? What's the next big, you know, taboo thing? i got to be honest. I think we've covered it. We're good now. That's just it. There's mm-hmm. nothing more that can be that can be legalized. Mm, yeah, I don't have
2: nothing. It. No, nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> nothing comes to mind, Nick. Hmm. You think of anything else? Prostitution. There Cody, your thoughts. My thoughts. Nick was the one who is openly well, on like, the show. Know Cody's thoughts.
0: Cody's, Cody has it We we still. He still owes the show and our listeners a strip club visit. That still has to happen. That's correct. And that's not obviously prostitution.
2: <laughs> is that accurate. I don't know why you were making, they know, like, yeah, we all know that.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew, you've never been before. Like terrible activities happen.
2: No, I just said, I don't want to go. I said, it's a perfectly fine line of work. I hope that you make a lot of money doing it. Ah, people are correct. I just don't want to participate.
0: Now we're going with tech side getting political though, Cody. We can't go to that. People are saying, well, there's, of course, other steps forward that we can take about
1: marijuana. Yeah, I do think. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Agreed. I, th- I think we should take care of that. We should legalize prostitution and honestly, uh, psilocybin mushrooms as well.
0: Oh, you want sh- you want mushrooms
1: to be legalized? Yeah, yes, I do. Oh. What? There's nothing wrong with mushrooms. Have you, like you ever had, as- you ever met somebody with a mushroom problem? <laughs> you ever met somebody who's like yeah they just can't get off the shrooms? <laughs> no. Oh, they're goodness. fun and they're harmless and way, they can be good for you with microdosing. Studies have shown. You're not ready for that conversation, are you? I wonder if Harrison no. Bucker's ever done I'll Shrooms. just say
0: it. Is, Is he talking are, are, are right now? Chief, are yeah. any
1: Chiefs players going to talk
0: today? Uh, Harrison Bucker's at the podium. Can we please hear from Harrison Bucker? Are you serious? No. no. <laughs> what about Trey McDuffie? Is he talking? Yeah, they're both. They're, they're But if you want him to talk, we better
2: take a break so that we can get to him All next. Right, when we come
0: back, perhaps Trey McDuffie will actually be at the podium and talking. Plus, the text line's going to continue to tell us what they think should be legalized next.
3: Kelsey, to the end zone. Cody and Gold, brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gann Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
0: All right, back here on Cody and Gold. We are going to head out to Arrowhead at some point, I promise. Going to hear from Trent McDuffie whenever he gets to the podium. We'll also get to Cody's random question of the day in about 15 minutes or so. The text line is just full of everything. There's conspiracy theories today about the balloon floating over Kansas City now. We've got shroom discussions. We've got marijuana discussions, strippers, prostitution. It It is a Friday on Cody and Gold. And we're not even in Phoenix Phoenix yet. Just wait till what happens. We're all in Phoenix under one roof. Oh boy. Who knows what's going to happen starting on Monday. Uh, We do have someone that's been waiting on hold for a very long time that wants to talk about something we were discussing a short while ago. That is Frank Clark. This is Ty out on the 610 hotline. Ty, you're on Cody and Gold. What's up?
1: What's up, guys? I want to talk about Frank Clark. You know, honestly, I think the guys, what you guys think about the percentage of Frank Clark staying was too low. I think Frank Clark might actually stay. I think it's a very, very high percentage that Frank Clark could stay because, I mean, wouldn't you want a guy on your team that is very, very good in the playoffs and that will produce in the playoffs to help you get to that Super Bowl and get that ring? That's just my thing. I think he will stay. I think it's about a 60% chance that he will stay.
0: Hey, thanks for the call, Ty. 60%, huh? We know he's not staying on the the one year extension. Like we we know that, that he I mean, costs thirty million dollars. Yeah, You're not going to pay him yeah. thirty
2: million dollars. Um, yeah. I can't go as high as sixty. Um, but would know? he rework it to like a you know three for twelve each? Or you know. can he get more somewhere else? Because they owe him. So they owe him nine in debt Yeah, we've taught. Yeah, because so if last you can convince him to take a one year fourteen million dollar deal instead,
1: here's the difference. Then he might stay. But I, he'd
2: get a multi year deal.
1: Here's from the here's the difference between. Frank Clark's value in Kansas city versus elsewhere is Kansas city can afford to pay him to not produce in the regular season, because we're talking about the difference between them being the best team and the second best team. Other teams cannot afford to overpay on a guy who's not going to help them produce in the regular season, because that may be the difference between them going to the playoffs and not. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the chiefs, make more sense or a contending team makes more sense than like a team looking to get over the hump.
2: Yeah. But if you're like Cincinnati or you're one of these other teams that is just like, well, we need one more pass rusher because they do, they don't have enough pass rush in general. Then you talk yourself into a guy like Frank Clark, because you're like, we'll be in the postseason. They might all not be right, Nick, but those teams are going to think we were a super well, bowl contending team from week one from the jump. Cause the
0: same way though, let's say Frank Clark ends up and, and does get another sack or two in the Super Bowl. Doesn't the price go up that somebody else is willing to pay that the Chiefs yes. should, like, so that that's where I think I just also, think the multi
2: year deal part is the yeah, problem.
0: Yeah. I mean I I know we know we've talked a ton about the relationship that Andy and Frank have, but I yeah. at some point though, if someone's willing to offer you X amount of money on a multi year deal and the Chiefs aren't, then I mean you you've already you would have won two rings in Kansas City at that point.
2: Well, we talked a lot about the free agent wide receiver class and the free agent running back class. The free agent defensive end class is it ain't great not that it's ever good, right? There are limitations because those guys tend to sign big contracts, but I mean, it's it's the grouping of aging dudes. So you can go after like Robert Quinn or you can go after Justin Houston, but honestly, Yannick Ngakwe might be the hmm. best available free agent. I mean, you know, Frank Clark's going to be in that or Cleveland Farrell, like he's going to be he's going to be on that list. He's going to be one of the Top 10 free agent defensive ends next year or, or better. Probably.
0: Probably, There'll be some other teams that also cut a guy that's under contract, just like Frank's not popping up on the list yet. Cause he's technically under contract next year. So yeah. There'll be a few other additions, but yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll have an opportunity thinking of uh, other free agency type of stuff. You see the report coming out of Cincinnati today. It's kind of interesting from the athletic, which is that wide receiver T Higgins could be traded for a top draft pick. If the team cannot reach an extension with him, the report from the athletic is he's asking for quote, uh, outrageous money. <laughs> uh, that's clearly coming. He gets what is out- he's a wide
2: receiver. What he, he, is he's, outrageous he's, money? He's on a 22, 23 he,
0: million a year or something. Probably. He's the final year of his rookie contract. He's had a thousand yards in two straight seasons. He would be a number one anywhere else, but Cincinnati,
1: let me ask you this. Christian Kirk got 20 mil per. How yeah. much is T Higgins worth? Mm, way more than that. I think T Higgins is a number like legit. So at his age with his production. Yeah. You could probably argue that he should be paid twenty five plus uh, so a say, year. I think someone will pay him twenty five. And again, if you're a team like Chicago
0: who has draft assets, who has cap space, need you want to surround Justin Fields with weapons the same way we talked about uh, the the Bears should be interested in trying to trade for Devonte Adams. Same thing applies here. If I'm Chicago. I would absolutely be all over trading for T. Higgins.
1: By the way, any team that can afford it would be all over trading for. And T. Higgins. And that's why he's Cincinnati. a young and if
0: you're in fairness, to, in fairness to Cincinnati, I would say you know you can't pay everybody, and you know you're and gonna, you got to pay Chase. So if they could get a first round pick back for Higgins, get him while the value is at its peak, it's not the worst thing in the world. Otherwise, he's going to walk in a
1: year. But yeah. that, you know what that does, though? That kickstarts the conversations about can Cincy mm-hmm. win in Chapter Two when now you don't have sure. a bunch of young chief getting ready players.
2: to get paid. $500 million because Burrow because that's the problem. You're not going to pay T Higgins like you said in general because you know that you're going to make Jamar Chase the single richest wide receiver in NFL history and you are going to make Joe Burrow the single richest quarterback in NFL history. That's already your offseason like now Jamar Chase is an offseason another a year in yeah. fairness because you know you usually do those between years three and four and that's exactly what will happen with Burrow and these other guys, but they're all getting ready to get rich. So, yeah, it and, does and, kind of jump it if you trade Teagans this offseason. I think you could buy one more year if you wanted to if you're Cincinnati. And, of course, the Athletic article mentioning
0: the contract and number as outrageous that's clearly coming from inside the
2: Cincinnati Why organization. Why do the Higgins' agent said yeah, he was asking for outrageous fu- money. But yeah. that's what's
0: funny about it. It's like, obviously, it's just Cincinnati's just trying to play the PR game here a little bit.
2: We did this. I mean, we did this with Tyree mm-hmm. Kill when the numbers were... Hey, the Chiefs were willing to go to X. And Tyreek Hill has both said that they didn't offer him $25 million and said that they have. So at this point, I am to assume they did offer him $25 million a year. But, yeah, part of Cincinnati's current rate of success is they had one of the better running backs in the NFL. They had three starter quality. Because Tyler Boyd was a 1,000-yard wide receiver before either of these two guys showed up. So he was he was probably like how Juju is, Gold, like a top-end two not a good one, right? Like a top in two. But they had a top in two and two number one wide receivers on their roster. I'm sure Joe Burrow's job was real easy. The question is, if you have a bad offensive line and now your weapons aren't as good, can you do now, this? Now I
0: think you know Joe Burrow is is one of those special quarterbacks that it's not like suddenly you know now will they be? You yeah, know, maybe not effect? in the AFC title game, you know? Yeah, but I don't. You know, Joe Burrow. I don't think they're I think, bad. I think Joe Burrow showed enough that he. Uh, to a certain extent, we'll also be able to succeed with less weapons as time goes on. It's just to to what level, but he's not one of these guys that's just strictly dependent on his weapons. but to the the level that he's gotten to we we'll find out how much, you know being talked as the second best quarterback in football is just because of of the weapons. that's something we'll find out. but he's like even without, T. Higgins, I don't suddenly think he's going to fall to the 10th best quarterback in the league. He's still going to be a top five quarterback. It's just, is it enough to, like you said, isn't enough for you to get to another AFC title game? Glad we don't have these
2: conversations about the Chiefs yet. Oh, we still got a whole other week and a half before they play a football game?
1: I don't know. I I mean, they lost. We had these conversations last year.
2: Oh, I know. And it was depressing. It's like, okay, so I guess, Frank, at this time, what was the conversation like last year? Let's revisit. Right at the Chiefs had lost to Cincinnati. What were the immediate things we were saying about the roster the Chiefs had? We said Mahomes' number was going up. We said that Frank Clark was probably going to be gone.
0: We said that Chris Jones can't step up in the playoffs at times. We said they were going to have I to ain't.
2: pay Tyree Kill. That, that was, was going to be a problem. That was, they needed that was more happening.
1: weapons on offense. They
2: needed more yeah. weapons on which I like how instead they, like, they added more weapons, but they're all like lower. No, I
1: mean, and, and honestly, the big one that I think we haven't even mentioned was this year last time we were talking about Mahomes having the worst game of his career. What's up with him? Yeah.
2: And then and then we got through part of the offseason, and then they gave away his best wide receiver. You're like, okay, so the guy who just had his worst game of his career, you're like, that's the time to take away his number one wide receiver weapon? I don't know if that's great.
0: And there was frustration that, you know, at the time, you know, Von Miller and Chandler Jones and these guys were going elsewhere. Oh, yeah, all the
2: other teams were going all in.
0: Yeah, and, and the Chiefs, the market got to be too rich for them in the edge rusher market. And, and ended look ended where we are up, now. And
1: they're in the Super Bowl the very next year. That was, the bi- that was another big one. We were talking about who are they going to get as an edge rusher? And what they end up with Carlos Dunlap, a reworked Frank Clark deal, and George Karloftis. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And they finished second in the NFL in sacks.
2: Who are all the guys? I know, I'm trying to think about like, there's got to be good and bad. You. Really wanted Robert Quinn. Yes, by the way,
0: you guys know that I feel like I have to ask Robert. Qu- he's on the Eagles. He's going to be. I feel like I have to talk to Robert. Wait, How Quinn. many
1: sacks did he have in Philly? Well, because he got hurt. A sack? Did <laughs> yeah. he even have a sack?
0: Yeah. He Dodged did. a bullet with that one. Yeah. He never He never stayed healthy. Uh, but he's on the Eagles, right? And he's, he'll be at uh, opening night. He ended up this season only with one sack because he only played in a handful. Uh, he played his actual final numbers this year. Uh, let's see. Six games with Philly. No sacks.
1: Seven with Chicago. One sack.
0: Huh. Oh. How many did he have? How many have last year? 18 and a half. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> 18 and a half. We might as well run that bit into the ground one more time. You because know You know, the way next year at
2: this time we'll be saying, how many? Hold on, wait, wait. Over the last two seasons, he's averaged 10 sacks a year. That's so true. That's right. I would <laughs> be very, you, <laughs> you know, That's come right. on. Last two years. But he's a free agent this year. 10 sacks a year the last two years, And Nick. you know digi- yeah, the beauty How many is players
1: ho- have 20 sacks in the last two years? And he'll be even cheaper next year. So maybe now is the time for the Chiefs to pounce. Mm-hmm. Hmm, good point. You know what? Let's 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 reignite the Robert Quinn. This offseason.
2: Offseason conversation. Even though the Chiefs ended up finishing second in the NFL in sacks. I think that this is just the year that they let go of the Dunlap and then they trade they they sign another high round defensive end. They draft another high round defensive end and they just try to go young, young, young. Because now they feel like George Karloftis is the goods, right? He can play. We're okay here. Chris Jones will get a massive pile of cash and then we'll work out another draft pick beyond there.
1: You talk about all these rookies. I wonder what are what the expectations we're going to set for all of these guys in the off season. Because oh, the the whole, oh, what we man. do this with rookies all the time is yeah. just like we just assume there is a natural progression and oh you got 6 sacks this year, well can you get 10 next year? We're going to do that with all these guys, Trent McDuffie included. Yeah,
0: McDuffie's heading into to next season and thinking of Trent McDuffie, guess who's at the podium? I
2: think your emotions were first game was-
3: Yeah, um, that was honestly one of the hardest things I've had to do just in sports. I never had an injury that um, affected me for such a long period and disabled me pretty much for so long. So during that process, I think the biggest thing that helped me was just – Sticking to the consistency of just the everyday, you know, going to meetings, showing up to practice, just acting like I was playing every week, but um, just the positivity that was surrounded by me, Um, whether it was family and friends, whether it was coming into this building with coaches and players just constantly lifting me up. Um, They really just allowed me to stay confident through the whole thing and come back like I never left. Trent, uh, looking
2: back on your rookie year, uh, the injury aside, this season, how would you say, this season, that's your expectations? your expectations? You had bigger expectations? How, how
3: did you how would you put that? Yeah, um, honestly I feel like this season was a huge learning curve for me, especially coming, getting hurt, and then missing a bunch of games and coming back halfway through the season. Um, for me it was just trying to learn something each and every week, each and every day, because um, as rookies coming in we don't really know the game, we don't know the speed of it, um, a lot of things are new to us, scheduling wise, all the way to football, so um, trying to just keep an open mind, trying to just constantly learn, learn from the vets, learn from other rookies. Um, was something that I took pride in this year and I think is the reason why it's helped me so much just throughout the year consistently getting better because um, I just felt like it was my duty to try to match everybody else as quickly as possible when I came back. So um, that's kind of just how I wired myself throughout the season.
2: we've asked you about this during the season, but you guys are, are four rookies, especially when LJ went down.
3: Yeah. Yeah, um, it's special, especially since, you know, you can understand what it took for us to get here. Um, coming in as a huge group, knowing that there was a lot of obligations, a lot of things that these guys wanted out of us, and we kind of just took and ran with it. Um, everybody came together. I remember in OTAs, there were so many days where at the end of the night, it was just all the rookies together just going over and over and over, playbook, playbook, language, because to us it was all new. It was difficult, you know, SPAC's playbook. But... um. I think the biggest thing was just we just continued to push each other and continue to just be those guys to be like, you know what, we got your back. Yeah, you may have a bad, bad play, you may make a mistake out there, but at the end of the day, it's a brotherhood, and I think we really all just stuck together really well.
2: What is your – was, you was it just for rookies <clears throat> in the room, or were you with a veteran or a coach or something?
3: You're talking about that. Exercise. No, yeah, no, that was just rookies. That was just the rookie def- all defense. I mean, linebackers, D-line, DBs, just coming together and being like, we got to learn this before practice tomorrow because practice was hectic because nobody knew what we were doing. So we were like, we got to come together and figure this out before we go out there so we can actually do something for the team. Who led that study group or something that y'all just collectively came together and said, we got to do this. Yeah, um, honestly, it was kind of just, everybody was like, we need to do this. Um, I feel like it really just talks about just the character that all these guys have. Everybody kind of came in with the same mindset that you don't really get all the time. Um, it was just like, you know what we're here together, so let's go do this together and shoot, it's been working out really great for us Couple more. Let's go, Nate. Um, Adding on to that, Trent, what about the
2: bond or the relationship um, where you feel like you learned about your teammates the most? maybe as more as people than just obviously um, football players?
3: Yeah, wait, repeat that one more time. What do you feel like you, what do you feel like you learned
2: most about your rookie teammates as people? Yeah, not just obviously yeah
3: um. Honestly, something that I learned very early on is that um, everybody here is very accepting. Um, no matter who you are, the person that you came here as, your character, um, everybody was just like, you know what, that's you, it's cool. Like, we accept you for you. And everybody also does a good job of just teaching each other, communicating, um, saying, yo, maybe I'll do this in this situation. And one thing that I took that honestly, in college I didn't do much, but um, a lot of the rookies asked a lot of questions to the vets and the coaches, and I feel like that really helped just overall development of the game. Um, I was one of those kids who didn't like to talk a lot, you know, wasn't the one to jump in front of the classroom and ask all these questions, but just being in a group where questions are constantly asked, you kind of adapt to it and kind of broke me out of my shell and has helped me tremendously.
1: What kind of
0: credit do you guys give to Coach Merritt? He was singing all of your praises, called you guys five. Yeah, N-5. yeah on in camp. just What's he been like for you throughout this entire process?
3: Yeah I mean shoot. Coach Mayer has been kind of just like that big brother, that father figure who um, has to take all these young guys with all these different mindsets and ambitions and get them all on the same page to go out there and play as one and I think he did a great job at just allowing the vets um, to really take control of the room and not have him up there and just be like this is me, 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 but be like this is y'all team. I'm here to show you, lead you the way, and provide help, but um, he just allowed us to be us, and I think that's the best thing he could have done for us. We know Philly's dynamic, Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard. What do you see as the X factor in slowing them down, in your opinion? Yeah, um, I think one is going to be stopping the run. Um, I think a big thing we have to do is just tackle. You know, a big thing in this game, missed tackles can lead to leaky yardage, and that's what Spags really talks about, especially in these later games. But um, I think it's just come down to just making plays on the ball at the end of the day. We know the ball is going to be – Jalen Hurts is going to take his shots. They have good receivers who can make plays. So it's going to be on the back end to stop the ball when they throw it. Thanks,
0: All right, that's Trent McDuffie. Again, the final time that he'll speak and the Chiefs will speak until they arrive for Monday night's opening night of media coverage. They'll actually get into Arizona on Sunday, but the, the big media night will be Monday Actually, at the arena where the Phoenix Suns typically play, so it'll be a fun week, man. Next week can be be a lot of fun. We're going to talk live a live lot
2: next week. The media obligations yeah, for players mid-twiling. ramp up. It
0: really is kind of crazy, but look, it's the it's the biggest stage other than other than the World Cup. I mean, it is like the biggest sports stage you can possibly be in, and it's pretty damn cool.
2: I do think it's. Uh... It is appropriate that he said that the biggest thing is like, oh, you know, like making tackles so it doesn't lead to leaky yardage. You were just talking about his tackle on Jamar Chase and yeah. how that cost him in Cincinnati and how that cost him multiple times this year because of the way that they missed tackles early on. He's not wrong. When you make your tackles, it turns out, and look, some guys are going to make you miss tackles. You're going to miss them sometimes, whatever. But they were a really bad tackling team there in the middle portion of the season. And since the last... Four, five, six weeks, that has gotten way better. Weird. It turns out the defense has played a lot better.
0: Also, a little update on practice today. LeJarius Sneed, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kadarius, Tony, and McColl Hardman will not practice today. I mean, we've talked about McCole. I mean, he's not going to play at the Super Bowl by all accounts. Uh, so that one, like, we kind of expect. But Sneed, Juju, and Tony, still no practice. I think we're going to have to obviously wait till Monday, Tuesday to, to find out out there in Arizona if those guys can start practicing. Andy was optimistic yesterday when he was asked about uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and his availability and then also the fact that Sneed was already out on the practice field yesterday Was a really good sign considering, you know, you got to go through phases as we know for concussion protocol The fact that he was able to stand there on the sideline uh, tells you that maybe he's moved on to the, the next phase of that I, I think Sneed uh, as long as he continues to progress the way he's going that one You almost feel a little bit is weird because concussions are obviously very very serious But just knowing how the concussion protocol goes the fact that he had two weeks to get ready for this the Super Bowl I expect Sneed to be playing uh, in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. Yeah,
2: the way Pete the way Pete mentioned it. makes you feel better, certainly, that that's more likely to be the case than maybe we had thought before, which is nice. All right, let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, Nick. Over in the J-Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, the random question of the day brought to you by The Window Source of Kansas City. I told you I thought you'd like the one today. Yeah, you've
0: propped yourself up on this question. I did it up. I just said one time good. that th- I thought you guys would th- like it. This better be good,
2: man. I'll ask you one question oh, oh and you gosh. better answer in the affirmative or oh, I'm going to no. be frustrated. Whoa, 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 Do you still want a song this week? Yes. I have made one.
1: Yes. Now what's it about?
2: I didn't tell any, I didn't tell either of you. I didn't even let you know I was working no, you, on it.
1: You also didn't let me answer the question.
2: I wasn't sure if I was going to have time this week because of all of our preparations. Real quick,
0: ask the text line Getting if they want to
2: hear it and see what the response is. Well, that's, you know, I did ask the text line. They're always included in this.
1: 913-586-7610. Um, Nick,
2: what was your answer? <laughs>
1: I think you already know my answer.
2: No, I think you need to give it. Do you want a song this week? Can you tell us what the song's about? I. It's about the Super Bowl. It's not. It's as, about Super Bowl vibes, to be it's exact. Not oh. as much about,
1: it's not as much that I don't uh, want you to make a song this week as it is I don't want you to ever make music again. <laughs> I want Why? you to retire from music? You want me to retire from I'm music? I'm just thinking, I don't know. I didn't think about this till right the, now. The, but the only like, that's music, the thought
0: that comes to mind. The only music we want Ooh. next week, Cody, is. Ooh. Rihanna at halftime. That's all we look, want. Look, I, I thought of... You.
2: Well, I don't have... I, look, I wasn't sure if I was going to have enough time this week. Text line says, no song, please. But then I thought... Can you give us a genre? Um, Pop? Yeah, more poppy. It mm-hmm. is about Super Bowl vibes, vibes, after all, Nick. You know, because this team has Super Bowl vibes, as we've learned. Mm-hmm. Even though Nick doubted those vibes. Uh, I mean, this is crazy. And I just Nick, thought we wanted a song. You know what? I really thought that we wanted a song that we could play next week. Uh-huh. Both on this show oh, and in wait. general to celebrate. You, you think we're playing this over and over? Yeah, right? I believe we might play it more than <laughs> once. We'll see. I don't know. Huh? I've only listened um, to it once since recording it this morning, so it's hard to say. This oh, is
0: a big God. moment. It has been. <laughs>
2: Nick, you it, seem so, so nervous about how bad this we're gonna is. We're going to be sitting right Nick. next
0: to you in public next week, man. It's been eight All months. <laughs> it's been eight months. So what? Cody, it's been eight
1: months. I know. I took a hiatus. If this will, this, bombs, will this bomb? This bomb it, am Co- I bomb? Cody, I don't know. Cody, if this bombs... It's over for you. Oh, you it's know, not? Yes, it is. You do not You do not come back from an eight-month hiatus, <sighs> bomb, and then expect a third chance. People will think you're done. You're washed. You'll
2: yeah, think I'm washed because I've put out one bad song? Yes. So yes. Ben Affleck, it's no movies because he went on Geely once, huh? No,
1: it's, it's, uh, Ben te- Affleck didn't take a decade
2: off before uh, putting that movie out. The, the text line's correct. He's a volume Today, shooter. Today's a
0: smart day <laughs> for you to release this song. Why? People are high in Missouri more than mm-hmm. ever before. Mm-hmm. And so maybe your song is going to seem way better than what it really is and funnier.
2: It's hard to say. Okay, go ahead.
1: Again, I don't uh, know how the reaction uh, is going to be to this. Are we doing? But- oh, so we're. Pl- oh, wait, 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 oh I have.
0: It. Oh, we're playing this he right now? I have, I have it. it. It's done. He ha- I, I haven't even oh heard it. Oh, my gosh. Nick and I, no joke, had no clue this was happening. I have no idea what this sounds like. We're all going to hear this together.
2: It is entitled Super Bowl Vibes. Oh, boy. The notion being that it could be played next week a couple of times, right? I think maybe even on this show. So I guess I is hope it you enjoy quick, Is it based off of something, real quick? Like, yeah, is it, it is. Off it a is it of a cover, song? No, it's it's a cover <laughs> of a song. I don't know if it's a song you're super familiar with, which the last time I did was a Ben Fold song, and that went very poorly. Oh, so. boy. So, Go ahead. <laughs> come on, judge it on its own merit, All and right. then we'll have a real conversation, right. okay? Relax. Mom's moves like lightning. In Super Bowl three. And this team showed all the fight looking for a dynasty. Now put your hands up. This is a heist. And there is no eagle living, gonna make it out alive. Jack was ready on the ground. Kelsey's game no one can cover. Joseph Clark, bring QB's down. The other teams about to suffer, about to suffer, about to suffer. I said, this team has Super Bowl vibes We get a -a throw-a-party with a win Sunday night This team has Super Bowl vibes We get a -a throw-a-party with a win Sunday night They go together, Pat and Reed But the coach is so much more than just another Casey Chief That man's a genius, watch and learn and he sets that D on fire just to watch that sucker burn. But Jack was ready on the ground, counts his game, no one can cover. Joseph Clark, bring QBs down, the other team's about to suffer. About to suffer, about to suffer. I said, this team has Super Bowl vibes. We get up, throw a party with a win Sunday night. This team has Super Bowl vibes. We get up, throw a party with the wind Sunday night, throw a party, throw a party, throw a party with the wind Sunday night, throw a party, throw a party, throw a party, throw a party with the wind Sunday night. There you go, Super Bowl vibes, Nick. So, um, Put a lot of effort in it. I can tell. Why'd you say I it? did it this morning? Yeah, that was the, yeah. Well, Sunday night I told you it was going to be played next week. Um, it's not my
0: thing,
1: but it's definitely not like it's not, what's bad. The, what's the it's not so, bad. What's the what's the song? Because I th- I feel like I've heard that song, but I didn't know what it was. It's called Green Green Grass. Yeah, I don't think by I who. It's, uh, I don't remember the name of the artist. It's, it's, I, is, is it popular? Because I I know yeah, I've heard it's that. a
2: relatively popular song at the moment. I know I've heard it.
1: I mean, you can taste the cup. Com- I don't hate it. I don't hate it.
2: I will take that as a compliment, yeah. George uh, Ezra.
1: I don't hate it. It's oh, dude. I s- went into what room did I go into? I went trying, into the back used- studio yesterday, <laughs> and I—that's why I know it because I went in the back studio to do <laughs> you something saw yesterday. Pulled up? And I like, had to roll in the karaoke version yesterday. Yes, that's what it was. I was like, "Who is using this to listen to like a lyric video?" Uh, yeah, that was me. Yeah, that got was, to- you got to destroy the evidence, man. I don't care. I think that was... If I wasn't so baked, then I would have... That wouldn't have known no, it was... <laughs> good. That's it's the, not your style of music, but you yeah,
0: liked it okay. Not my style of music, but that's towards the... I would say that's definitely the top half of your musical releases. Wow, Nick.
1: It's the top Dude, half. it's a polarizing song. It's, yeah, it's, like, a, it's like... Top uh, half. It's like... Uh, what do they call it? Uh, like... Um, fruit... Uh, fruit... Sa- uh, not, uh, I'm just, gonna, go. well, I'm just gonna turn my mic off now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, text
0: line, strong reviews, <laughs> song gave... Well, not that one. Fruit cake. Uh, either, love <laughs> it so either love it or you
1: hate it either so love it or you hate it the text line is
2: absolutely split
0: uh, someone says dump it someone else says didn't realize that was Cody that was a vibe for sure best song Cody has done actually pretty good I never cringed and tapped my foot at the same time until now please retire that was beautiful my god you're so talented it's a good uh, split
1: we've also got we've also got a few more uh, I've got the drive off a cliff vibe here in <laughs> <on> this. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> That's actually really good, text. I did notice uh, you, you put the vibrato there in the refrain. You really, you really tried to sell it with the vocals, which I appreciate.
2: Yeah, I put effort into it. I came in early this morning no to record ever, it. No one's ever. No one's I actually, wrote the, least, the lyrics last night. Oh, uh, hold on. Let me. Uh, let me. I'll just put it in our folder now. No sorry. one's,
1: I no I one's to ever. No one's ever accused you of not trying. Right? The effort's never been in question.
2: No, I, I think I. I believe that effort has never really been the problem with the,
1: uh, yeah. with the songs. It's back on our I think people now. like the beat, meaning
0: people would probably like the actual song that <laughs> you
1: I think that's what it is. Like, <laughs> I do love smart. that all the people who have never heard the original, are like, I like that. You though. know, I like that beat by that Can professional we hear it musician. Again? Can we hear it again with different words? So, yeah,
0: someone <laughs> says your voice is a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Mm. I, I actually take that as a, a compliment. Um, Feels like a weird combo. but uh, People are concerned that now Bob's going to try to do another song because you have one. That's from. I have lots
2: of songs. A plus for effort, <laughs> people. Why did you shout that? <laughs> he said just because, what, I write one song, now Bob's going to lo- try to do a second song? Like, is
1: Rihanna going to say that?
2: Bob only has the one song. I think he's really sticking to that song. This team has Super Bowl vibes. We get up, throw a party with a win. Sunday night they go together. Pat and Reed. I like this part the best, if we're being honest. That was the best part of the that song. That part? Yeah. That, not the patent read, the The refrain. You know. Of the Chief, that man's a genius. This part. Watch and learn. And
1: he sets that D on fire just to watch that sucker burn.
2: He sets that D on fire just but to right right
1: watch that sucker burn. Let's go. Dude, okay. Don't, you don't need to go back. I like and that do part. It. Okay. Oh, we, oh. <laughs> you like the whole thing, man. We, we You like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I like that you're just like over. You, no, I thought that was the best part. No, but Cody, you know what you just did? I don't think you heard yourself you're let the music is playing and we can hear you singing the words yeah, and know. then on top of yourself singing <laughs> you're you're now saying the lyrics mm-hmm. like we know we heard it yeah i know Nick, but, you, you know sometimes Nick, i try to put gonna, too many words every out.
0: morning before we wake up uh we're in the living room of the airbnb <laughs> he's gonna, <laughs> gonna have this. this song just blaring Well, it's like
1: it's like literally me playing the national anthem and saying oh say can you see oh say, you hear that? <laughs> oh, say can you see right Oh you right
2: Nick, how how long would you make it if that it, at six a.m. every morning in the Airbnb, oh, I played that song full
1: blast? Goodness. I believe speaker. I believe they're pretty loose gun laws in Arizona. Oh. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that a threat? Are you threatening me? No. no. I said this team has
1: <laughs> Super Bowl vibes. That's, that's gonna, a good, completely different. It's very gonna, different than a lot of others. Get other
0: stuck songs. in everybody's head. No, it's catchy. It. It's catchy, yeah.
1: and, I, I, and I've told you this. I think. I think the covers are the way to go because yeah. then you can kind of like, whopper, 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 <laughs> junior, double, triple, whopper. Just like that, just as catchy. I am so thankful you didn't do a mm-hmm. cover of that.
0: Oh, I thought no. I was
1: convinced no. that's, I, dude, I was. You were convinced that's yeah, what I was doing. Like, oh, I was like, 100% this is what he's doing.
0: Oh, you mean like the Cincinnati fan that did that one? Why didn't he put any music behind it?
2: Running,
1: passing, defense, touchdown. Dude, I don't, don't want to hear this. <laughs>
2: Would you have killed me if I did the if I did a Whopper cover?
1: I mean, I'm not going to answer yes to that question, but you asked it. So, I think you know. <laughs> no, it's a different one. Super Bowl vibes. Yeah, dude, that's rough to do a cover. Yeah, you should do an acapella one time. Just give us an acapella hmm. song.
2: Someone says my ears hurt, that's a stinker. F-minus vibe. Seems like the the more people are hearing it the the they like it less.
0: Someone says that
2: Also, be... by the way, saying Brett Beach town is better, that's offensive, sir. I'll, I will block you on this text line.
0: Someone says we need a video of Cody when he records these. I picture him standing on a mic, shaking his butt and waving his hands in the
1: air as he's no, singing No, but we have heard vibes. stories of other people in the building, like, overhearing early yeah, in the morning before yeah, anybody yeah. else is here, overhearing Cody in the studio. They all
2: get recorded at, like, 7,
1: 15 a.m. I had to come in early to do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll shoot a music video down in Phoenix. Just like me walking around. Do you want me to... Super Bowl Vibes. Oh, my God. Like skipping and clapping your hands above your head. Super Bowl Vibes. Oh, my Uh, God. (laughs) They're going to look at us like we're uh, such idiots. Can we rent a
0: Corvette? Can we we rent a Corvette? It's just Cody driving down whatever the main
1: drag there is in Phoenix.
2: That might have to be on the docket for next week now.
1: What if they played at the parade? No chance that would ever happen.
2: I don't know. Maybe if uh, maybe nice if our DJs, Cody,
0: nice surprise today, man. You're welcome.
2: Super Bowl vibes. Super
0: Bowl Nick, vibes. Do you now agree they have him? Because of the yes. song, you have them? You caught him too. <laughs> we'll play it one more time before we get out of here. Uh, coming up next, though, can someone else actually handle the moment? Does he have Super Bowl vibes? We'll tell you who next.
3: Listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gann Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gann Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app.